It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game. This is Powerball. It's nice to dream. Well, 572 million bucks. That's the shelf. That's the bottom line for Saturday night. Huge. It went up $50 million. Yeah, that's a massive, won. massive couple of day job. You were right, Diener. No, no, uh, no rollover winner. I mean, if we go on this path of $50 million rollovers. Yeah, exactly. Add another, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll be at a billion dollars in no time. Nice. Telling you. I like it. It's coming. I like it. <laughs> or we'll just give all that money to Ukraine and buy more tanks for him because that was the big announcement yesterday. We knew it was coming. Here was uh, Biden making the announcement. We'll give you the, the list of armament we're sending there. Along, not just us, though. NATO nations as well. Here's what uh, Biden said. The United said. States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. But it's not just that. It's training and parts, right? you got to give them the parts, Joe. We're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. <laughs> It's like, buy, you know, when you buy a new truck, it's like, oh, you need that lock key. Yeah. You know, to get the tire off there. Oh, Forgot yeah. to give you the parts. <laughs> you need those too. On a serious note, there is a lot of training that goes involved with this thing, and they haven't announced the exact plans on they're, they're going to provide training for the tank operators, allegedly. They have not said, and there's a lot of speculation of where that's going to happen. There are some military experts saying that might happen on our shore. Yeah, this is, make no mistake about it, just because we don't have, you know, troops overseas fighting in Ukraine or in Russia, we are in this war. Oh, absolutely. It's a massive escalation. Yes. Oh, there's no there's no getting around that. Germany's in this war. Of course. Other European nations are, are in this war now because this is, you're providing equipment and training for these soldiers, for the Ukrainian army. It's like, well, I mean, of, of course you're a part of it. I mean, how can you say that you're not? So here's the list out, apparently. This is what the Pentagon is saying. For This is just American military aid to Ukraine. 31 M1 Abrams tanks that comes under 400 million, about 8,500 Javelin missiles, which, by the way, I just saw this. It's quarter million bucks per missile. Oof. I didn't, know, math. That. I didn't know that. That's wild. Wow. Uh, those amazing switchblade, uh, ghost and switchblade drones. Yeah, those things are wild. I remember we detailed one day how, how those work. 2,500 of those. Those things are amazing. Wow. Some howitzers, huh. armor and helmets, 86 radar systems. Let's see. Patriot missiles, one unit sent. Jeez. Uh, launcher. The launcher's 10 million. The missile's 4 million. Wow. <laughs> so if you're in the arms market, sell the launcher, not the missile. That's right, yes. will get you more money on eBay. That's right. You know. Wow. That, just insane, man. I mean... It's 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 such a slippery slope. It really is because you know again everybody you want it you everybody's you know they put the Ukrainian flag in their Twitter handle and whatnot and you know, pray for Ukraine and and of course you do because you feel bad for the people who live there that have to go through this. But in the end, how much do you really want to get involved? You know, I mean, look, the defense contractors love this. They're having a field day, and meanwhile, now we're like one more escalation away. From the real deal here. I mean, what happens if, if Russia destroys one of these U.S. tanks or German tanks, right? Which is inevitable. If it's going to be sent over there, eventually one of them is going to get destroyed. What if we train them over there and some of our trainers, military trainers, are attacked? Right, right. What happens then? You don't think we're involved then? 
And this is a Russia has flat out said this is an absolute escalation. Biden says, no, this isn't an offensive threat. We're surprised that he, I was surprised this is part of the speech yesterday. That's what this is about. Helping Ukraine defend and protect Ukrainian land. <laughs> but OK, yeah, to a certain point. But they have offenses, too. It's 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 really so slippery, man. It's it's it's. Very concerning. I'm not going to lie. Everybody should be concerned about this. You're exactly right. You know, this is a move that they were holding off on for good reason. I mean, Ukraine's been asking for this type of equipment for almost a year now. I mean, this war is almost a a year old next month, and they've been asking for this type of support since then. Well, they were waiting for Zelensky's birthday. It's it's his birthday, by the way. There you go. Greatest birthday present ever. Yeah, happy birthday. Here come the tanks. By the way, uh, there was, of course, a couple of classic Biden gaffes. Uh... Ukrainian aggression, huh? All hmm. to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression. Nope. That's happening because of Russia. Ah, yes. <laughs> well, I don't there think that's go. what they wanted him to speak. <laughs> uh, what, huh? Oh, my gosh. I don't think so. This guy. It is, though. Right. It's, it's, Keep an eye on it, because that's not the last of the armament we're sending there. No, and it's very dangerous. Very dangerous. Because Biden can go up there and say all he wants that it's not an escalation, it's not offensive. It doesn't matter what he says or thinks. It matters how Putin and Russia take it. Exactly. What What is their response going to be? And already they did respond by having a bunch of new attacks in uh, Ukraine mm-hmm. overnight. Exactly Our right. time, anyway. All right, well, we've got uh, a lot of controversy over this. I guess they had said it was coming, but it still took a lot of people by surprise. So Newsmax, you know, considered a, because it is, conservative news channel, has been dropped by DirecTV. A lot of GOP lawmakers sounding off about this thing. Uh, it's off the channel offering. The company said it's no longer going to broadcast the networks because they demanded, quote, rate increases, which is, I, I got to tell you, most likely is probably the main cause. Well, it always comes down to money, right? I know everybody thinks this is a political thing. I'm, I'm not exactly too sure that's the thing because I don't think any network would really care too much about that. They just want viewership, and they wanted, they, they wanted it for as cheap as, as possible. Net, now Newsmax officials call it censorship. In a blatant act of political discrimination, uh, some Republican lawmakers wrote a letter to the CEO of DirecTV this month. said Congress intends to conduct a thorough oversight of the extent. I don't think they're gonna, it's going to go too far. It's DirecTV's, it's their prerogative. There's not much you can do, right? No. I mean, I know a lot of people were kind of up in arms about this. I saw, you know, notifications coming through about Truth Social saying, you know, breaking news, you know, uh, censorship happening from Direct T- DirecTV. And it's like, well, is it? It sounds like a money thing. I don't know. I guess it, why? I mean, why just go after Newsmax? I know it's a conservative channel. Maybe they don't like that, but it just feels like if it's not working out as far as viewership and the money they have to spend for, then why? Why keep it on there? I haven't looked in a while. Isn't Newsmax still available on uh, Xfinity? I believe it is. Comcast. They still carry them. Yeah, I think so. It's a bigger deal than Directv. I know they don't want to lose any provider, but sure, still it's out there. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad at anybody who watches Newsmax. I mean, I'm sorry, but. Well, that's, that's that's what they're deciding to do. I just don't think it's that big of a deal. If that's what they're doing, then it comes down to money. I guess so. I don't know. Well, big announcement yesterday that kind of went nowhere because Trump says, no, thank you. Trump back aloud on Instagram and Facebook. Yes, that's right. I mean, he never should have been banned in the first place. No. That's obvious. And he said that. But 
What what do you think went on behind the decision of Meta, the Meta company, to even allow him back on? Remember when we joked like about what forced that? Why did they even bring him back on? I, I, it's a great question. I mean, what made them say yes? Because remember we joked about it. We said that Mark Zuckerberg was going to be sitting there with a robe over his head like Yoda and a Jedi council, right? Because they said they well, a, a council had to get together and convene to talk about the council the, you know, to decide whether or not Trump was going to be allowed back on the Meta platforms. It's just ridiculous that he was even thrown <laughs> off in the first place. But uh, Trump doesn't exactly have a, a very excited uh, opinion on being back on Facebook. Although it could be a big tool for him. He's more excited about Truth Social. We'll talk about that coming up next. As well as uh, Powerball update and um, a big arrest in that Florida Microsoft case that's been going on for like a year. Jacksonville police made that announcement oh, yesterday. Yeah. We'll talk about that too. All of it coming up. Oh, we got to talk about some Super Bowl stuff too. Yes. Big news. <laughs> we, have a, we also have a story that kind of connects to the Super Bowl halftime show well, entertainment. Well, it's developing. Yeah. We need, we're working that one out. <laughs> yeah. It may be the halftime from hell, according to a priest. It's a weird story. That, more coming up next. The <laughs> South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate you. We've been talking about the Powerball uh, rollover quite a bit because, well, listen, it's 520, $572 bucks. That's a lot. Maybe you could put that towards a Super Bowl ticket because... Dina, I'm telling you, all the Super Bowl information is coming out now. The average ticket for resale for Super Bowl 57, this just got announced. The price as of right now is, you ready? I think so. $2,037. See, not as bad as I thought it was going to be yet. But it's, but it's going up. But this is before we know who the teams are going to be. See, and that's, I was about to say, right. they already have a resale price. We don't even know who's playing. I will guarantee you, if it's the Eagles... Just because of that fan base, and they will sell houses, they will do anything they have to do. They yes. will any. I've seen it. I know them. It'll go way up, right? Because of demand. Yes, the demand will be there. Even I mean, yeah, yeah. I think the Eagles will probably probably be the biggest fan base where the demand w- would go up. Although I don't know, the Bengals fans have starved for this. They have, and they were just there last year. They almost came back to win that game against the Rams last year. So now they had a taste of it. Yes. Now they're ready. <laughs> they want to get. I can't believe there's another song. There's tons of them. Like, like more. I'm telling you, you just go on YouTube. I couldn't believe how many Bengals songs are out there. The, the Bengals. You know, each team usually has like two. Right. You can. They can have like their own soundtrack. It's unbelievable. It's the best of the Cincinnati Bengals. What was that one we had on before? What was the date? What was the date of Monday? Oh, Monday, Monday, Monday was the 23rd. 23rd? Yes. Hold on. L- listen to this. This is the one we found on Monday after that. This is the other one that popped up. It's my favorite. There it is. Who's that What's little trumpet? What's that trombone song? <laughs> Interesting fan base they got there. They've got a lot going on. You're not kidding. It's just crazy, though. They're, they're already reselling Super Bowl tickets. We don't even know who's playing yet. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly right. People who won. Hey, you think that, remember that story about the cool Buffalo guy that saved all those people in the snowstorm? Yes. The, the Bills gave him Super Bowl tickets. You think he sold them? I would probably think so. Yeah, that was when Buffalo just assumed they were going. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the Bills fans were like, oh, yeah, of course we're going to be in the Super Bowl. Wow. No problem. How about that? Mm. All right, in the headlines, keeping an eye on this one. Will it be revealing or not? Shockingly, a California judge, this information came down late yesterday, ordered the release of footage from the attack on former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, in their house. Shocked. Completely shocked by this. It's body cam footage and audio. 
The judge ruled there's no reason to keep audio and video from the incident involving Paul Pelosi a secret anymore. Back in October, the man allegedly broke into the couple's San Francisco home and beat him with a hammer. Oh. But there's other conflicting reports that say that Paul let him in and knew him. Those are the reports. I mean, that has been really an official report mm-hmm. that they just tried to spin and change around. That's right. So once we see and hear what actually happened on this body cam video, I think it's going to answer a lot of questions. I hope. Probably, I would imagine the Pelosi's never wanted this released. That's just my guess right now. It was in the police report. It was one of the quotes. They wrote it down that Paul Pelosi was telling cops, no, it's okay, he's a friend. Right. And he let him in. That much we know. <laughs> they, they, And he let the cops in, walked, according to the report from the Today Show that was on a few weeks back, let the cops in, walked back over to the attacker, and like nothing was going on. Okay. It was all good. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to find something out. We'll see how that breaks down. This was another shocking, to me, announcement yesterday that came down. I don't know. I don't think he has much interest in going back on either of these platforms. And what was the final thing that pushed Meta Company, that owns Facebook and Instagram, to let Trump back on their platforms? Did they know that they're being exposed, that there's something else, another report coming out, that it was complete censorship, why they banned President Trump? Maybe. But he's back. His accounts on Facebook and Instagram were being reinstated. I was all excited. I was hoping there was going to be like, Trump was like, all right, got to share all the cat memes I've been saving for two years. He's had them all saved in his <laughs> camera roll there, ready to go. <laughs> I'm back on Facebook, so here's my birthday reminders. <laughs> Mem- here's memories from three years ago today. That's right. They'll look back. Uh, Meta, the owner of both social media sites, announced that Trump's accounts will be made active again in the coming weeks company promised to put safeguards in place to prevent repeat offenses. He was suspended in uh, 2021, as he was suspended from all social media accounts. Trump not too excited about it, though. He went on Truth Social yesterday and kind of put water on the whole thing. This is his statement. You ready? Facebook, which has lost billions of dollars in value. Since deplatforming your favorite president, me, that's him, just announced that they're reinstating my account. Such a thing should never happen again to a sitting president. He's right about that. He uh, wraps this up by pretty much in all capital letters promoting truth. Thank you to Truth Social for doing such an amazing job. Your growth is outstanding. Future <laughs> Unlimited. Oh! <laughs> that, that should be the tagline for, for Truth Social. Future, Future Unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah, Exclamation points. <laughs> See, he gets into a weird area here because, yes, it would help promote him. He's got the presidential campaign coming up again for 24, but... He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to cut into Truth Social, which he's still trying to grow. I think yeah, it's got to be done right when it comes to him and his campaign team. It has to be done in a way where, like you said, it's not going to cut into the business side, but right. you also need to get out the message during your presidential campaign. Right. And you're just going to reach a lot more, like millions, millions more people using Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Mm. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know, future is unlimited for Truth Social, fine, but. Fact of the matter is, you don't have the same amount of reach on there. So, so technically, with this announcement, then he's technically back on, or well, he will in the coming weeks. He'll be back on every social media account he was banned from, every platform. He's I back. Think so, what did they bring him back on YouTube? Was that still? Oh, a thing? that's a good question. I don't know. I think he might be. Still I think off. he would value YouTube. Yes, YouTube is huge too. I mean, to, to you know, get your message across. It doesn't have a lot of time for Facebook. But it's another big, I mean, we all put down Facebook because everybody thinks it's just for us old people. Right. You know, the kids make fun of it. It's still the biggest one. Yeah, it's true. As goofy as Facebook is, it's still the biggest social media platform. So that's what I'm saying. It's it's pretty interesting that they decide to bring it back on because it does help him. Yeah. You know, once he does get back on there. 
They're going to start using it. You have to. Yeah. As part of a, you know, a campaign, you got to throw your, your message out on there. Somehow, some way. See how that shakes up. I just want him to put funny memes on there again. That's <laughs> that would all be I amazing. Want. All right, coming up next, we have an unbelievable story for you. It's coming out of Michigan. A Michigan priest claims he died temporarily. They brought him back, thank God. But in his time away, he went to hell. I am in the process of putting this story on the blog right now. And it, the priest describes what hell was like, and yeah. it involved maybe some music you don't like. <laughs> It's unreal. I thought the story was fake, and then it was just everywhere. It's, it's I just everywhere. Started to look into it. Yeah. He may be implying that this is going to be the Super Bowl halftime show from hell. It might be. That's your hint on what music he's mm. talking about. We got that, and uh, how many tanks did we send to Ukraine? It's ah. coming up next. The Self Loader Morning Show. Thank you, Jennifer. Sounds nice for tomorrow. 50s? Really? Love it. The Self Loader Morning Show, News Talk 850 WFTL. Hey, we just found out something amazing during the ABC News break, bottom of the hour there. Diener found this. He was. Typing up some information for the Morning Show blog. We were talking about this huge asteroid that's going to fly by Earth tonight. Just before 7.30 p.m., duck. <laughs> 2,200 miles above the southern tip of uh, South America. A, uh, an asteroid's going to fly by. That, in space terms, is really close. It's extremely close. I mean, think about it. It's, it's like a sideswipe on the road in space terms. Now, NASA says no danger. It's not going uh, to hit Earth. But it's ten times closer than some communication satellites. <laughs> it's below the satellites. How wild is that? It's going to go below those. And I don't mean to be an alarmist here, but there's got to be some type of margin of error, right? Oh, you're an alarmist, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> but, but, I mean, when we think about it, it's like like with a hurricane. There's always some type of margin of error. There's the cone. a cone of uncertainty. Exactly. Even in elections, they have a minus three or plus three margin of error when it comes to the polling. Now, this is just like, yeah, we should be all right. It's going to be 2,200 miles. That's it. There's no like 3,000 mile margin of error here. I'm just saying. Here's the comparison. They said it's about the size of a delivery truck. Oh. That's just, that's a weird. It's big enough. It's a weird comparison. I don't know. <laughs> it's not like an earth uh, destroyer, but that'll do some damage. So 7.27 p.m. tonight, Eastern time is the exit. <laughs> Is the exact time. But this is what Diener found out in putting together some research. You can track yes. it. Yes. That's awesome. we got a live feed. We're going to throw that up there, and you can actually track this thing as it heads like, towards Like Santa? Earth. Like Norad? Yeah. Here comes the delivery truck. <laughs> Here it comes. Wow. By the way, the name of this asteroid, if you would like to know. Oh, God. Yes. It's actually pretty simple. Normally, they have like 858-9. Yeah, all these weird things. This is asteroid 2023BU. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. That's all right. That's not, not bad. bad. Should we start going through names like with hurricanes? Yes, Asteroid Fred. That's, yes, that, thank you. <laughs> Asteroid Fred. <laughs> the delivery truck is 22,000 miles above Earth. Asteroid Gaston. <laughs> have a cone of uncertainty. All right, so oh, it's a yeah. YouTube thing and that you can just they'll have a little infographic we can track it real like a yeah. radar? Mhm. Wow. All right. That's pretty wild. So yeah, you can check it out. I'll, I haven't put it up yet, but when it's up there, well, you know, it'll stay up there all day. Okay. You, Check it out during the day as it comes closer to Earth. Have you noticed they're talking, they're releasing stories about this, news releases more than they ever were about asteroids. I bet you we've had some that came incredibly close and they didn't tell us. Oh, I'm sure, right? There's got to be some out there we never even knew. But now when you have things like YouTube trackers, they have to let you know about them. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, now people, you know, you have people who watch this stuff. This right. is their hobby. You know, they do this from their home and they look for these things. Right. So now they... They put it out there. Wow. At least it's not, you know, the size of uh, the Empire State Building like they talk about some of these other ones. No, that's this is no, just yeah. a this is like the size of an Amazon truck, yeah, that's all. Maybe uh, it's a uh, delivering, I don't know. That's okay. All right, well, what happens when you get 
31 state-of-the-art tanks delivered to you and promised to you, you say, more weapons are needed. Oh, they'll be given more and more. This is just the beginning. The greatest birthday present ever to Zelensky, because here's what uh, we have committed. 31 state-of-the-art Abrams tanks to Kiev. Here's a detailed breakdown of the U.S. hardware sent to defeat Russia. A $30 billion package. 31 tanks, about 8,500 uh, Javelin missiles. 2,500 Phoenix Ghost and Switchblade drones, which are pretty amazing, actually, if you've ever seen yeah, them. Yeah, they are. More Patriot missiles. 20 helicopters. Wow. That's uh, it's more close range than missiles, is it not? Sure is. Well, here's the announcement yesterday from Biden. It's, uh, it's to protect. This is all about defense. That's what this is about, helping Ukraine defend and protect Ukrainian land. Not just us, though. He says all of us and the Western nations, we're all united. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. Russia sees it and says it, of course they will, as an escalation. And it is. And a big part of this, too, and a big question out there. There are a lot, there's a lot of speculation out this morning, the day after the announcement, about where we're going to do the training for Ukrainian, yeah. for Ukrainian tank commanders. Is it on U.S. soil? It's a possibility. Maybe. I mean, Maybe well, to protect them. Because what, okay, what if we have U.S. military trainers and we send them over there and we train them in Poland or something, right? Yeah. What happens if they're attacked? True. And what happens, I mean, eventually, these are all NATO alliance members who are sending weapons. Yeah. Or, you know, equipment, really. What happens when one of these tanks or helicopters gets shot down or blown up? Is that an escalation? Is that an attack? Oh, that's inevitable, though. Against you know a NATO country, right? Exactly. You know what do you what do you call that? That was a big development. Hey, you know what? At least we got what we were asking for. Tell us exactly where the money's going. This was an itemized breakdown they gave us. Finally, yeah, we found that out to the well, tune of you know a, a lot of money. And, and again, you know, people, oh, how dare you? You guys are pro Russia. No. We're not pro-Russia. We would like to see, you know, Ukraine not get invaded and have them be independent. But do you want World War III? Because I don't. Yeah, this is, uh, <laughs> so, you you know, you, you got to have a fine fine line to walk here. You're exactly right in calling it an escalation. There's no other way. There's no other way to describe this. Of course it is. It's This is, I'm sorry to say this, you know, for, for Ukrainians, but this is not worth getting into World War III over. No. Just isn't, and that's why we keep inching closer and closer by arming them and training them. And Russia sees it, and rightfully so, as everybody's against them. And look, it's Russia; they are the aggressor here. There's no doubt about that. The obvious is nobody wants to see Ukraine invaded. Obviously, but of course what's not. Our, well, you have to think mercilessly about this. What's our end game and the benefit to us? Is it to, you, do, you? You get involved in this out of the goodness of your hearts? That's is that all it is. That's what people like to think, right? I know. Obviously, we know it's for the money. Wow. But that's not good. Shifting gears here. We're going to have to give this one a little extra time because it's just amazing. This is a story that's going everywhere this morning. A Michigan priest says he temporarily yes. came, came back. He's all right. Yes. But he temporarily went to hell. That's what he says. Now he's sharing details about the journey. He died for a little while. But what was it like when he went to hell? Oh, Why yes. does a priest go to hell, by the way? This is something he's not answering. Yeah, that's also a, a question worth asking, I suppose. He's not a Catholic priest. Right. Gerald Johnson's his name. Okay. Says he died in 2016 after suffering a heart attack of what he saw. More specifically heard. Oh, my gosh. It's horrifying. Oh, no. First of all, what he saw was terrible, gruesome sights of torture and pain. And then he heard music. 
that was designed to cause maximum trauma. <laughs> oh, no. He shared all this on a, on a TikTok video, it of did. course, of because course. when you die and go to hell, where are you going to tell the story? Of course, TikTok. You gotta, you, that's, that's the only place to go, Bill. <laughs> Thought he was going to go to heaven. No, went the other way. He was surprised. He says, I thought I did so much good during my life. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I helped it, oh, but I was down there. Maybe it was to come back and tell the story of what it is. Uh, enslaved humans, terrible images. Yeah, not but, good. But then some bad, bad music. You know what kind of music? No, what kind, Bill? This. <laughs> That's right. He says <clears throat> that all he could hear was Rihanna's umbrella. And Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, come on. <laughs> being used as instruments for torture. Oh, my gosh. Now, Rihanna is the Super Bowl halftime performer. Is this guy claiming that this is going to be the Super Bowl halftime from hell? Literally from hell, yes. Says they, they, they were playing that demons were singing these songs to torture people. Deliberately, the choirs were doing them wrong, incorrectly, for maximum pain. Oh, Choirs of demons getting the, the words wrong. Johnson says every word of the song was made to torture you to the oh. fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on earth. Oh, uh, this is, I tell you what, he's got some crazy details. Are we believing this guy? No, no not okay. one bit. <laughs> Still an amazing story. It's, a, it's an incredible tale, that's for sure. Uh, brings up oh so many what else? difficult feelings when I talk about it. Oh, but he shared a video, of course. He did, yes, of course. I was there, and I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I don't care what he did to me. No one deserves that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Not, uh, not something you expect to hear, that a priest went to hell and has tortured their plane Rihanna's umbrella. This guy, because of the crazy story, is getting millions of clicks on uh, TikTok. Does sure Rihanna respond to this? I was wondering that, too, because she's getting ready for the halftime show. <laughs> right. I mean, talk about timely. This guy comes out and tells a story now as she's going to do the halftime show in the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. I wonder. I don't know. Do they do they play a joke during the halftime show? Has someone dressed yes. up as like demons and come out on stage during the Super no, Bowl? No, they just introduce. And now the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show from hell. <laughs> Rihanna and Bobby McFerrin. Oh no, sp special guest. Awesome. What a crazy story that is. Oh my god. This actually does sound like hell. So you know the Squid Game uh, movie, the series on Netflix that was huge. Yeah. From Korea. Is an actual. I remember when we talked about this when they announced the news. There was a reality show, like a like a reality game. Yes, I remember. I said I was going to try out for it, but I never got to. Apparently, the conditions are so bad they're suing because they almost killed people. Maybe it's a good thing I didn't get to try out. You're not kidding. Yeah, that's some other headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. High, lows in the fifth. Highs in the fifties. What? That's right. Whoa. Get the sweater out for tonight. Got a big change in the weather and a big change in the Powerball forecast. It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game. This is Powerball. I was wrong. You were right, Diener. Another rollover. <laughs> 572 million bucks at least for Saturday. Building and build. That was a 50, as you said before, $50 million jump. Yeah, that's that's a big jump, man. Sure is. I mean, if they keep doing that every single time, my gosh, it's going to get really high really quick. I'm telling you, billion dollars. No one's going to hit this thing. It's going to get all the way up there. Yeah, it's a coming. I've been saying it. This might be the one. <laughs> In the meantime, we got this story that's floating around here from our news partner, WPTV. So this Delray Beach guy uh, oh. says he was cut off in line at his local Publix going to one of the scratch-off machines. And some, some guy just cut him off, walked right in front of him. Didn't see him or just didn't care, one or the other. You know how this is going to work out because mm -hmm. it's a lottery story. Stephen Munoz Espinosa of Delray. 
It goes over to the counter instead, and he says, all right, can I get a scratch-off? They're cutting me off over there. He buys a scratch-off prize, the 500X cash scratch-off game. At a one-time lump sum payment of 820000 bucks because he won a million bucks. I'll take that all day. How about that? Yes, please. By the way, that scratch-off? Yes. It's a $50 scratch-off. Oh, is it really? It is. It's the most expensive one you can buy, but it's got the best odds of winning a lot of money. It's pretty good. I think it was like 1 to 4.25 or something like that to win a it, decent though. amount of money. I can't do it, though, because if I, if I spent 50 bucks on that thing and I scratch it up, I'm holding a, a useless piece of cardboard in my hand. Yeah. I would be so mad. That's a tough feeling, man. I mean, it's bad to buy a $20 scratch off and win nothing. Imagine buying a 50 <laughs> and you get nothing. It's like, oh. We just got you to buy like a $2 ticket. Oh, forget it. I mean, that's an act of God in itself. Uh, here's his quote. It was at the end of a long day. I was tired. Stopped at Publix. Uh, and I was about to buy a ticket to the machines. A guy cut right in front of me. Goodness. Stayed calm. Instead of saying something, I decided I'd just buy a ticket at the counter instead. I can't believe I won a million dollars. That's a great story. They're going to buy a house, I Good. guess, he and his wife. If you're wondering where the Publix was, because I was, it's the one on Northeast 5th Avenue in Delray Beach. Okay, because I thought about you. I'm like, wait a minute. Did Bill, was Bill the guy who cut this guy off? Was Bill in line for the lottery? <laughs> You're like, get out of my way. <laughs> Look out. Come on. My turn. <laughs> uh, the retailer is going to get uh, 2000 bucks in bonus commission for selling the winning ticket. I always wonder what that was. That's, uh, All right, so a million dollar scratch off, the, the Publix gets 2000 bucks. You, f- yeah. you feel like it should be more? Yeah. 2000 out of a million? No, they didn't do anything. Well, I mean, they had the ticket. They're, they're the lucky store. Don't they get a million dollar flat fee for Powerball? I think that's what it is. Is that what I, Yeah, that makes sense. I think it is. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that works. Hmm. Hmm. Well, good for this guy. Local Delray guy, hardworking sure. guy. Sure. He, he got the guy cut right in front of him. See, he had the story. I would have known right there. That that it, was going to yes, win? Yes. I would have known it right then and there. Oh, I'm sure there were a lot of people cut off in line at <laughs> South Florida Publix's yesterday that didn't win anything. There's, maybe that's the case as well. They don't have any nice story to tell. No. I don't know. <laughs> it, would, see, it would be the opposite for me. I would say, yeah, go ahead and go in front of me. And that guy would win it. I'd be the loser. That's, <laughs> that's what would happen to me. Maybe. <laughs> Then you hear the story, yeah, this nice guy let me cut in front of him, and I won. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and that's the lottery winner you really hate. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, looking forward to this. I don't know what's going to come from it, but we should get it sometime today because it was a bit of a shocker. Nobody expected this. And I'm sure the Pelosi's don't want it out. Mm. California judge decides yesterday that the release of footage of the attack on former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's husband, Paul, will come out. The judge ruled there's no reason to keep audio and video from the incident involving Paul Pelosi a secret any longer. It happened back in October that David DePap guy right. got into the house somehow. Now, there's conflicting reports. Many people are saying, in fact, there was an NBC News report about it that Pelosi let him in. See, and this I was very confused as to how this is actually coming out because right. I thought this would never come out. We talked uh, buried forever. Oh, absolutely, because we talked a lot about this story, and rightfully so, it was a big story, and there was a lot of you know confusion around it, conjecture, people saying what really happened here of these conflicting accounts. Did he let him in? Did he actually say that this was a friend, and then you know he let him in and or let let the cops in, and then walked back to the attacker like nothing was going on? He did this. This part's true. Paul Pelosi wound up with a fractured skull. Yes. After a hammer fight. That we know. But it was in the police report 
that he said, no, it's no problem, he's a friend. He said that to the cops. That was a quote. Very strange. Very strange. I hope it's very revealing. Yeah, I, I hope we learn something from this. I, I think we will. I think it's going to happen. All right, speaking of uh, winners, do you remember when we talked about the, uh, remember the Squid Game show on Netflix was coming out, and shortly after that wrapped up on Netflix, they announced... <laughs> Oh, there it is. The Squid Game reality show. We can go on and compete. I mean, they won't kill you in this one, but... Well, that's good. But still, it sounded like it was really extreme, right? Oh, it is. The Squid Game reality show with real contestants playing real games for real money is shooting in England right now, but they got a problem. One of the games they played was Red Light, Green Light. Oh, they did it? Which has got to run before they shoot you, and if you're moved, they, you know, it's it's terrible. <laughs> a British tabloid is saying contestants were forced to play outside in sub-zero temperatures. Wow. And a few of them were severely injured. Really? Netflix is denying all of this. They have a quote. Their lawyers came out and Netflix said, We are deeply concerned about the health and safety of our cast and crew. You know, that's how they didn't say contestants. Uh-oh. It's just the cast. Uh-oh. <laughs> Invested in all appropriate safety measures. While it was very cold on set, participants were prepared for that. Hmm. They're not denying that it was sub-zero. Yeah, that's true. Wow. Boy, they were, they're were they not messing around in these Squid Game reality show. Now, I, I really want to see the show, actually. I remember when we talked about it, I wanted to try out for it. Never got to. Thank but, God. Yeah, really. I'd be sitting there frozen like a you know, popsicle. <laughs> but I really do want to see it. It sounds uh, interesting. And then they actually are working on a release of the next actual Squid Game season two. Like yes. the, the real uh, series. Right, from, right. Uh, it's a Korean show. It was the first one just took the world by surprise. Isn't that still the most watched series of all time worldwide? It, yeah, I think it is actually. It was awesome if you've never seen it. Man, what a show. I mean, disturbing. Oh, yes. But it was awesome. It's captivating. You, you couldn't stop watching it. Wow. <laughs> all right. Super Bowl hype machine is in full effect. Oh, I love it. You got leaked commercials. I told you that was going to happen. Man, we called that one. And one Kentucky town right next to Cincinnati Mm -hmm. changing its name to Honor the Bengals. And we found another bad Bengals song. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I really hope the Bengals make it to the Super Bowl just so we can continue to find more Bengals songs. Oh, yeah. Yes. Go on for... We may do them in the spring. Who knows? Why not? (laughs) All right. That and uh, breakdown of all the armament we're sending to Ukraine coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. All to help counter Ukraine's brutal aggression that's happening because of Russia. Okay, that wasn't exactly the story, Joe, but okay, we know what you're saying. It wasn't Ukraine's aggression. That was uh, the big announcement yesterday, sending a lot of tanks, a lot of armament, a lot of uh, personnel, even, because you have to train the Ukrainian t- tank drivers. Yeah. And the big question is, where is that training going to happen? Is it in Poland? Are our guys going over there to train them, or are they coming here? They haven't really uh, said that, have they? There's I mean, a lot of speculation about that, though. I guess they probably won't, because that involves you know sensitive information as far as battle plans oh, and exactly. things like that. Yeah, we don't need to know. Right. But it just kind of makes you wonder, you know, are we flying Ukrainian troops over here to train on American soil? Biden says all of the West is united. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. Here's how it works out. I give him credit for this. I give the Pentagon credit for telling us exactly where this money's going. We wanted an itemized list, right? Well, we got it this time. 31 state-of-the-art Abrams tanks. Uh, also, 8,500 Javelin missiles, 2,500 of those really actually pretty cool switchblade drones. 20 helicopters, too. Mm. 
you know that some howitzers, obviously armor and helmets. Sure. Ground vehicles, radar systems. Wow. Small. Uh, 111 million small arms rounds. Yeah, you know I don't understand. What is the difference at this point? You might as well just make Ukraine part of NATO at this point. I mean, that's may, what they want. Maybe that's why they're doing this. Maybe sure. they're just softening people to the idea, softening Russia to the idea. I mean, what's the difference? You have the United States, you have Germany and other NATO allies in Europe who are sending this type of equipment over to Ukraine to fight against Russia. I mean, direct involvement that way where they're, they're going to be using our stuff. So, I mean, is there any further escalation aside from actually bringing our troops there? I mean, well, what's what's the point? You might as well just put him in there right now. Yeah, what's the difference between us being in this war and us not? Just right. the different, just human personnel. Is that? I mean, that's the only difference. I mean, is Russia going to react any any differently to Ukraine going to NATO than us sending tanks and helicopters to fight against them? I, I mean, either way, we're involved. I mean, maybe it's just a bigger picture when it comes to you know. Ukraine now is a NATO nation, and that is a direct threat to Russia and the security and blah, blah, blah. I thought it was interesting. Biden made—maybe that's why written right into the speech made it a point to say it's not an offensive threat. No, no, no. Defense only. That's what this is about, helping Ukraine defend and protect Ukrainian land. (laughs) I'm sure that made uh, Vladimir Putin— Feel a lot better. No, yeah. wait, no, it didn't because he sees it as a threat. Absolutely, and then they escalated this morning. Yeah, our time. It was they did sending a bunch of missiles and attacks and bombs over to eastern Ukraine, which Terrible. maybe they were going to do anyway in the self defense. I don't know, but this is a lot, a lot of involvement. You're exactly right about that. Then, of course, he made up a title: the Secretary of State, the Secretary of of the uh, of uh, uh, the military uh, of nope, the behind nope, me nope. Uh, are. Uh, <laughs> They, they've been deeply, deeply involved in this this whole effort. He's uh, Secretary of Defense, but that's okay. That's the right word. That's okay. You. Of the, uh, whoever that guy is. Yeah, that's not a real title. Standing behind me. <laughs> yeah, again, it's not like, you know, anybody wants Russia to, to win a war no. and, you know, to feel empowered or anything like that. They're obviously, you know, evil, Vladimir Putin is an, is an evil man. Right. Not rooting him on by any means, but... You know, when it comes down to it, do you want World War Three over this? We inching closer to it. I, I certainly don't want that. In the meantime, well, maybe we won't come to that. Maybe this huge asteroid that's going to buzz by the Earth tonight is going to take care of that forest, Diener. <laughs> Not mercy. to alarm everybody. Maybe this is just mercy at this point. I don't know. Astronomers say the <laughs> space rock, that they keep on using this example, the size of a delivery truck. All right. like a So just imagine like an Amazon truck. I'm thinking this might be like a UPS, like one of the big browns, you know? Here's what makes it different, though, and why they're telling us. It's one of the closest approaches ever. Yeah. NASA says no risk of actually hitting Earth, but it's going to be 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America. Okay, so it's not Florida, at least. (laughs) No, but I mean, you know, that's where it would start. Yeah. Entry. Yeah. Now, why does that matter? You're trying to put this into like terms you can like understand. Like, what 2,200 miles above Earth? Well, you know, what's that? Well, consider this: it's ten times closer than some communication satellites. Oh, geez, it's below. It's way below the satellites we've launched up there. Like, way below 2,200. When you think about that, that's not far at all in space terms. No, 2,200 miles. No, that's like a that's like a eyelash in space terms. Yeah, that's nothing. I mean, you know, it's it's 3,000 miles to go from New York to California. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you just look at it that way, this thing is pretty close to uh, hitting the surface there. Now, I know they say they don't expect it to. They don't. No danger. 
But let me ask you a hypothermical. Yes. Bill. If they did expect it to hit, would they tell us that? I, I really, truly, honestly don't think so. I don't think they would either. I don't think they What are you going to do? What are you going to tell people? Right. I mean, you just, And I also believe this. Did you notice over the past uh, probably like six, seven months, we've had quite a few of these stories now? Yeah. It's not yeah. just like this new influx of asteroids that have come close to us. I think it's because of technology that's available to people. We'll mm-hmm. talk about it in a second. People are more aware of them now. And yeah. there's more, just more more chatter and speculation out there. They have to tell us. I think we've had closer calls than this in the past few years. I really do. And they just didn't tell us. And they, yeah, they haven't said anything. We, we were never the wiser. So NASA says its closest approach will be 7.27 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So okay. Right before 7.30, just duck. So you're doing the dishes. Yeah. You're a little... You're a little you're like, oh, what was that? <laughs> Is that that Amazon delivery? No, it's no, an asteroid. No, <laughs> I wonder, though, you talk about the southern tip of South America. So, like, if you're down there, right, I guess, I guess what, geography in South America is a little rusty. So maybe, like, southern Chile. Yeah. You're down there and you look up. Can you see this thing uh, in the sky? It, it, I mean... I think you can because you can see satellites. It would just be so fast, though, right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you see some type of I don't want to know. You know? It's pretty close. No, thanks. What about the margin of error on this thing, too? Sorry, I don't mean to drag it on, but my my. Oh, gosh. they don't talk about that. No, I know. No, they just say, yeah, don't worry about it. And so it's supposed to come 2,200 miles within Earth, but we have a 5,000-mile margin of error. Wait, what? <laughs> Could you imagine? Does NASA now have a cone of error like we do with hurricanes? Yes, yeah, right. NASA's yeah. like Noah with the cone. <laughs> they have their own cone of doom. But this is amazing. Diener's put, did you put it on the blog yet? I did, yes. It's a it's a an infographic tracker kind of thing. It's got a T minus and everything from YouTube that's on there with a the link. And you could track the thing and they have like a like a graphic uh display of what it's going to be like flying by and I, I actually may tune into this thing tonight yeah it's pretty cool the little graphic on the front it says by the way the name of it asteroid 2023bu and then under it says final approach <laughs> <laughs> so they've been tracking this thing for a while t minus 11 hours yeah and change watch out all right i want to track it well see how it goes they're they're, they're foaming the runway though because the next one's going to be ah this one's pretty close <laughs> still no danger but only uh 500 miles above Earth. If I see Morgan Freeman come out and start to make speeches from the White House, I know we're in trouble. Why is Bruce Willis on the launch pad? <laughs> you don't want that. All right, we ran out of time. We'll get to uh, the town of Kentucky. Oh, yes. Changing its name to honor the Bengals. And Super Bowl commercials are starting to leak. Told you. And we called that one, huh? Powerball Update 2 coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. There's training that's needed. There's sophisticated maintenance requirements. There's a supply chain. I mean, it uses a gas turbine engine, basically a jet engine, 1,500 horsepower. Okay, so a little bit more information coming out of the Pentagon about how we're going to deliver these tanks to Ukraine, who trains them, where, to, where, and when. He says it's going to take months for them to even get there. Oh, wow. Which would make sense, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess, you know, just uh, logistically speaking, you bring them over there and... You know, ship them all up, put them in the uh, containers with the styrofoam around it, and get it, get it over there. Like a new car. Yeah, exactly. You win. I mean, again, you know, you, you brought it up. How is the training done? I don't know. Right? That's I mean, the burning question this morning, though, because, okay, let's say you got this big increase in armament we're sending there, right? And all the details and the itemized lists we, we told you about with all the, all the tanks and top-of-the-line stuff. We are going to train them. We know that for a fact, too. What's the difference with us being in this war or not being in this war, when we have American personnel training them, let's say we do it in Poland, just because we're not, we don't have American citizens in the tanks, 
That's the only difference. We're this close to being it's World War Three. I mean, essentially, it's just semantics at this point. Honestly, you can say that it's, well, we're not directly involved because we haven't deployed troops and we haven't declared war through Congress and everything like that. Meanwhile, we've done everything but those things. Sure. By getting involved, by sending weapons, by sending money, by you know sending equipment. We are very much involved. Uh, what else John Kirby from the Pentagon said? What this decision does do is show that how unified we are with our allies and partners and doing all of this in a coordinated way. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Biden made a made it a point to say that everybody's united on this. It's not just us. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. Better than they were before. See, and it, the thing I'm afraid of, and I'm not saying, you know, I understand you don't want to keep Ukraine hanging out to dry, right? I, I, I get that. The, the, the compassion inside of you is like, well, you know, don't you want to help them? Of course I do. But the fear here is it ends up escalating ultimately to ground troops sending U.S. troops over to Ukraine, into Russia. And then you have a real world world. War three with nuclear-powered countries. Right, right. And I think, Diener, you just summed up perfectly exactly what everybody's thinking. Because now it's all of a sudden, well, we've done all this, and we're training them. Because there is a lot of training and some language translation they have to do, I guess, with the software. Right. That came out yesterday, too. That's The next step was, well, you know, some American personnel are needed. No, that's what we don't want to do. Exactly. You start to trickle in. Well, we're going to send in some troops. No. Just a few. No, no. Don't normalize that. It's a slippery slope. And again, I, you know, yes, I get it. You have to have compassion. You have to help right. these people. But the, this, this stuff is you got to watch out because you're playing with fire. Yeah, you know, it's a, it a big deal. In the meantime, in better news, we had a lot of money on the line for Saturday night locally. Five hundred seventy-two million bucks for Powerball. Boy, did that jump up! Talk about escalation. Fifty million dollar yeah. jump. So let's say it's a fifty-six, maybe a seventy million dollar jump for Saturday. And now we're talking, yeah, Saturday, right? Okay, yep. so I got some time. I did not buy it. Did you? Did you buy any? Last I did. Fall? You did? Okay. Yes, I did. Very sorry. Well, you know. <laughs> did you win any money? Maybe you won like five bucks. I don't know. I didn't check. Not yet? Okay. Uh, too early to check, and I got to go to the machine. No, maybe you won like 10 grand. You don't even know. Could be. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> and then you spend it all on more Powerball tickets. I didn't win five, uh, whatever it was, last night. No, no, no. Wasn't 500 million. No. 526, 527, you know, here or there. I've been telling you the story about this Delray guy, guys. I think it's a great story. Jen, would, ha- Jen would hate him. Oh, yes. Because she hates all lottery winners. <laughs> but this Delray Beach guy won a big lottery ticket off a scratch-off. He won a million, so he's taking the $820,000 lump sum. Stephen Munoz Espinoza was at a Delray Beach Publix, uh, one that's pretty pretty far east, I think. And he took the 500X The Cash scratch-off game, but here's his story. He went to the machine first. You know how they have the machines of the scratch-off cards? Yeah, it's like a little vending machine there. He said, somebody cut him off. No. So he says, all right, I'm not going to get mad, whatever. I'm tired. He's got off of work, so he went to the the cashier and got the ticket there. And that's how he won. How about that? If he hadn't gotten cut off by some rude person, he says, he wouldn't have won. See? It's a feel-good story. What if we find out that uh, Jen would think it's a feel-good story? No, she would not. What if we find out that, like later on he says, you know, I tried to find the guy and no one else saw him but me. 
And it's <laughs> <laughs> to be like a guardian angel or something. It was a ghost feel. It yes. was Clarence the angel. It was. They looked back on the surveillance and no one was there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, whoa, this story just took a turn. Steven says, instead of buying something, I decided I'd just buy a ticket at the counter instead. I can't believe I won a million dollars. Going to buy a house. It's awesome. I don't know if he's going to retire. I don't know. That's really cool. Store gets, by the way, it was uh, 555 Northeast 5th Avenue in Delray. If you want to try their lucky okay. cards. So this is not your Publix. No, not mine. Not yours, okay. No. My my uh, brother-in-law, though, uh, does know who this guy is. He's worked with them before. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. So I was like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, good for him. So he, he texted him last night, hey, you know, congrats. That's, that's awesome. Huh. Like, geez, you know this guy? And, uh, man. But see, he won with a $50 ticket. That's what, yeah, it's a $50. See, I can't do that. I can't do it. I don't I know the odds are better, I understand, but yeah. I mean, if I'm holding a useless... $50 piece of cardboard oh. in my hand, and I got nothing. Oh, I'd be so mad. It's a gamble. That's oh, why I hate that. That's what it is. It's all a gamble. <clears throat> well, we're closer and closer to the Super Bowl. What, a couple of weeks away? Two and change. It's about it. Championship yeah. weekend. We're going to find out who's going uh, this Sunday. But I told you this was going to happen, Diener. I told you we're going to leak out commercials. Super Bowl commercials are out. Here's the first one. This is for something called... What is it, Workday? Workday, yes. A software solutions company for companies. I don't, know what, I don't know what they do. I don't know how they can afford it, but they paid for a Super Bowl ad involving Ozzy Osbourne and Joan Jett. You ready? Sure. He's a new guy. I don't know, but he's supposed to be some kind of rock star. Which one are you once a piercing? Oh. Hear that Ozzy right. sounds so bad when he's talking, but he's still singing great. Right. They should just have him sing when he goes into these commercials. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. He's not lost his singing voice at all, but he's just, God, he sounds just awful. It's an unbelievable phenomenon, really. It like, really is. He's a medical miracle. Yes. <clears throat> then we got the town uh, in Kentucky, Dayton, Kentucky. That's the name of it. Very close. A lot of, lot of Bengals fans in Kentucky, that's their team. Yeah, true. In fact, I think the Cincinnati airport is technically in Kentucky. It's like right there. I'm pretty sure anyway. Well, just like they did last year, they are honoring their town. They're honoring the Bengals by changing the name of the town to Who Dayton. Yes. Yeah. Who they, who they think going to beat them Bengals? Oh, boy. <laughs> more and more Bengals songs are coming out. That's really another good. one. That was from 2010. Oh, way. that's a special one. Oh, yeah. They, uh, retailers all involved. They got signs up. They changed the sign. They got banners. They got everything. Who dating? I love it. For who day? Good. You know, I wanted the Bengals to keep winning so we can get more Bengals stories and more Bengals songs. I'm in. Oh, we got like this? <laughs> I don't know yes. why. I never expected them to have so many songs. Most teams have like two I'm, the, t- I'm telling you, there's hundreds. A lot of songs. Never expected it. <laughs> All right, we've got, uh, the we've got more headlines coming up next. We'll got to uh, Trump is reinstated on Facebook and Instagram. Is he going to do it? Probably mm. not. We've got a Florida hope to talk about, Diener. Oh. A female shoplifter has been arrested for assault and battery by Slim Jims. What? The snack, not the tool. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> that and more coming up next. The Self-Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. You know who's got a different opinion than that? <laughs> I can only imagine. I just saw this on Truth Social. It uh, came out actually about an hour and a half ago. I can't believe we missed this before. There he is. Well, 
Uh, let's just get to it, Diener. Sure. What did Trump truth? Yes. Before I even read this to you, isn't it ironic and absolutely amazing that one of the Democrats' main arguments against Trump was he's going to get us into World War III? It was the biggest oh thing, right? Oh, my God, you can't trust him. Especially during the meeting with uh, little chubby, Jin calls him, Kim right. Jong-un. Yeah. Right, but, oh, my God, what's he going to do? He's going to get us into a war. Oh, turns out he was actually literally forged peace in the Middle East. Yep. No, it's said it could be done. We, we had the most peace we've ever had. And yet... It's these guys inching us closer to World War III. Every day. Well, here's what Trump says. First come the tanks, then come the nukes. Good Lord. Get this crazy war ended now. Wow. So easy to do. So easy to do. I don't know how easy it would be, but holy cow. That's uh, pretty direct. That's very direct. Yeah. Now you know exactly how he would feel about this thing. First of all, Afghanistan would look totally differently. Yeah, sure. By the way... Uh, there's a published report out this morning from some European news agencies that Putin, and maybe this is propaganda, maybe it's not, working directly with the Taliban to scoop up all of that armament we left in Afghanistan. That's right. Ours. The ones that... Billions worth. Yep. You got, you know, helicopters and tanks and all the all the goodies sitting there that we just left. I mean, how, honestly, how is Biden not impeached over that? That should be treason. That he just yes. left that stuff there. An absolute, complete and total disaster. I they mean, screwed it up so badly. And then it no, po- no. It's amazing because you talk to people who just are the low information, low wattage Biden right. voters. No, we we got to leave anyway. Not that way. No. Right. Remember, that was the excuse. Well, you know, we were planning to leave. This wasn't new. Yeah, but you left everything there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? Like, would you leave your friend's house with a check for $15,000 yeah. laying on the table? No, you're going to take that and then leave. That billions of dollars worth of vehicles and, and armor and weapons. And so, now Putin just scoop it up. Now that you know, and we, we would have known, it would have been confirmed before this, but now that we know how Trump feels about this, this yeah. is going to be a major, major talking point on the debate stage whenever it comes down to Trump versus somebody. And that's about what, what the plan is or what yeah. our plan in Afghanistan is. Mean, excuse me. Look at that. I said Afghanistan. What our plan with new Afghanistan, Ukraine, yeah. is going to be going forward. How do you get out of it now? Yeah, And an interesting somebody who that might be. Mm. How about Mike Pompeo? Very interesting. You're exactly right. That took me yeah. by surprise yesterday. He said it all along, but especially yesterday. You're right. He's, he's caught me off guard recently because, like you said, he's been saying it. But again, yesterday when the tank news came out, he keeps saying... Basically, in short, this is what we need to be doing. We need to be sending them more and more and more to to end the war. He keeps saying the quickest way to end the war is yep. to give Ukraine everything they need. Yep. And anything they need. Anything. Like, don't say yeah. no to anything ever. Right. From Mike Pompeo. I was surprised to see that. Hmm. Definitely a difference in philosophy there between Pompeo and Trump. Two guys that got along great, and Pompeo did a lot of great work. Okay, so let's assume, let's assume Russian, it wouldn't have, by the way. But let's just assume and play along like a game of risk Sure, that Russian aggression against Ukraine had happened while Trump is in office right now. He's still right. got Pompeo there. There would have been a massive argument about getting involved. Mm-hmm. Massive. But I don't think they would have I don't think they would have aggressed. I don't think it would have happened. I really don't. Not like this. No. You know, maybe we probably would have sent humanitarian aid, I'm sure. Sure. But sending, you know, billions and billions of dollars. We spent more vast, vastly more money in Ukraine than we would have spent to build a wall on the southern border. We were spending more money to secure Ukraine than we are our own country. That wouldn't be happening if, if Trump was president. Now, like you said, this never would have happened anyway if Trump was in his second term. I, honest to God, don't think it would have happened. No. 
Gosh, no. Anyway, <clears throat> will Trump go back on Facebook and Instagram? Maybe. Mm, he can in a couple of weeks because Meta, the parent company, said, we're going to reinstate his account. The Jedi Council has gotten together. Zuckerberg got together with his nerds and he said, yes, <laughs> yes, we'll allow. And what do you think prompted this? They never should have banned him in the first place. But what do you think prompted the decision to reinstate him? They knew they were wrong. They got more, maybe... House Intel investigation committees coming down after them with election interference. Maybe that's coming. That's what I'm thinking, because otherwise, what do they have to gain from this? It's not like they cared. No. They didn't care what people had to say. Right. There must be some other, you know, outside factor that helped them to determine this this uh, decision to let him back on. Right. I mean, I know, to be fair, I'm sure the Trump campaign behind closed doors have been, you know, uh, propositioning to say, hey, can you let us back on? Because it is a big deal. I mean, to use Facebook and Instagram as part of a presidential campaign, you need to have that type of social media reach. So maybe I'm sure behind the scenes they were doing that. But even with that, I don't think that would have pushed them over the edge to say yes. Some kind of pressure forced them. Yeah. Something did. It wasn't just getting back on Twitter. He's not back on Twitter, but he's allowed to be back on Twitter, too. Meta, by the way, says it'll take a few weeks. I was all excited. It doesn't sound like Trump's excited to go back on. I wanted him to like start posting memes he's been saving up for two years. It'd be great. Say, oh, it's a good one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don Jr. sent me this one. And now I finally have my birthday reminder back. <laughs> Here's my memories from 2017. <laughs> on this day, all the Facebook features. There it is. Uh, doesn't sound like all he did at the end of the uh, announcement was he thanked uh, Truth Social for doing such an incredible job. Your growth is outstanding. Future Unlimited. I mean, campaign-wise, it'll probably be like Trump campaign videos eventually on Facebook and Instagram. It's about it. I think that's pretty much what it's going to be. You know, maybe he has different messages that they put out there. A lot of times they would, you know, copy his tweets but in longer form and put them on a Facebook <laughs> post. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe they go back to doing that. I don't even remember. Was he on Instagram? Was there a Trump Instagram? I don't even remember. I don't think he actually spent time on there, but I believe it was just his campaign. They would put up pictures and videos from the rallies and things like that. How about a Melania Instagram account? I'm in. I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> there probably was. I bet you there was one. Maybe. Before all this happened. Do you think she was, was Melania banned? Did she have any social media? That's a great question. I don't even know if she has That's social media. That's an awesome question. Is Melania Trump banned from social media? I know she has a Twitter. That I know. Yeah, I don't because she, she had was. a press office and everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Was she part of the ban? Because then Trump could just say, hey, Melania, give me your phone. <laughs> Start tweeting. That doesn't sound like something Melania would say. I'm still convinced it was barren. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Say, Dad, I got a good one. Imagine you go on Twitter one day, Melania Trump's account just says, rigged election. <laughs> Everyone's like, Melania wrote that? <laughs> Not sure. Can't ban her. Uh, All right, I was getting nervous. <laughs> Took a long time before we had one of these this week, but I think we got her. The Florid Dope of the Day. All right. Hey, man! No, you are so dumb. Bye, uh, 40-year-old woman. From, uh, they're saying Clearwater Largo area. I got to check that out. The smoking gun is the story. I got to confirm that. But that's where they're saying she's from. Boy, we get a lot of floor dopes from that area, don't we? It's it's like they they, they create them over there. Wow. It's where they all come from. <laughs> uh, Casey Brazil okay. went into a gas station convenience store on Monday and at some point started shoplifting. Can't do that. Not good. That's not supposed to. Female, female clerk catches her and there was an argument. Casey makes her way to the door and the clerk ran over and confronted her. Ah, see, this ain't California, Casey. This is this is Florida, and I like to do the, to uh, shoplift here and just walk out the store. According to the police report, Casey, who is the thief, pushed her. Oh, and then is when the real crime happened. Struck her with two Slim Jim beef sticks. 
Pow, pow. They're chewing. The big ones. Bam, bam. It's like nunchucks. That's right. Because <laughs> they are attached sometimes, aren't they? That's right. Oh, my goodness. Um, fortunately, the clerk was not injured. Well, that's good. Had some sort of a Slim Jim beef stick defense system going on there. Put up the... Put up your your arms, block the, <laughs> the, the Slim Jim attack. Go in guard. <laughs> Police caught Casey, who admitted to the Slim Jim attack. She was arrested and charged with simple assault and theft. Oh, it's not simple assault. It's assault and battery by Slim Jims. That's correct. Damn right. I believe that's actually in the law book. <laughs> there, is, <laughs> there is a fine for assault with Slim Jims. Do you remember the old commercials with the uh, <laughs> Macho Man? Oh, Snap into it. a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was him. That's right. <laughs> He made a ton of money off of those commercials, too. Oh, I bet he did. Love those commercials. They don't run those anymore. No. All right. We've got the information about the asteroid. Astronoid? Yeah. <laughs> asteroid flyby today. It's very close. Closer than what they originally told us. A little too close for comfort, if you ask me. In a way, you can track it. We've got that coming up in an unbelievable story about a priest that says he died temporarily. Mm-hmm. But during his, during his brief death, yes. he was in hell. And that's he, that's not the amazing part. And he says hell was full of bad music. Yes. Whew. A lot to unravel there. <laughs> not sure what to make of this one. we got it coming up next. The self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, morning in the 50s sounds nice. And then cooler than that for the weekend? All right. Uh, did you see the, the, the forecast for tomorrow? It's like a high of 72 and a low of 61. I mean, it's blue like skies. With, oh. with sun. 72 and sunny is my favorite temperature. Yes. It's like perfect. Absolutely glorious tomorrow. Oh, I love it. Love it when that happens on a weekend. NASA says there's a 0% chance of this asteroid hmm. hitting us. I'm not so convinced. I'm not sure anything has 0% chance, but I, I think we're going to be okay. But it's coming close. What's the name of this thing again? It is Asteroid 2023BU. Oh. I know. Not very uh, creative. I'm not sure what the BU means. Did Boston University discover this thing? I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> I don't know, but it's coming. It's uh, 22,000 miles. No, 2,200? 2,200. 2,200 miles yeah. above Earth. It's going to fly by the southern tip of South America at 727 our time tonight. That <laughs> is... Now, here's what's remarkable about this thing. You notice how they're telling us more and more about asteroids and close calls and, mm-hmm. and brush buys and all this stuff. This is 10 times closer than some communication satellites. I don't know whether they're referring to Starlink satellites or not. Man, that, that really does put it into uh, perspective, though. Right. I mean, to say how close this thing actually is. Very close. We have satellites that we use for communications that are further away than what this thing is going to be. Hmm. Not trying to scare you. Just saying they could be wrong and might smack into us. That's all. Closest approach <laughs> is at 7.27 p.m. Eastern time tonight. So at our time, you can't see it or anything. But you can track it. There's a YouTube link that Diener put on the Morning Show blog, which is on uh, the app, or you can check it out on 850WFTL.com. An actual tracker with an infographic and a, and a T-minus, which is like 11 hours or something. It's all right on there. Yeah, and as you watch it, it's funny. They have like a close-up of the asteroid, and then in the background you see Earth, but it's getting closer and closer to Earth. (laughs) So as you track this thing tonight, if you go on and check it now compared to like, you know, 5 o'clock, all of a sudden Earth is going to be a lot closer on this video. It's like tracking Santa. Yes. Oh, right now it's over Santa Mara, South America, and it's getting closer to Earth. What happens if they did make a mistake? Can you imagine what the tracker would look like? Uh Uh-oh. What oh if that God. just came up on the tracker? It's like, uh-oh. I, I see me. That's how close it is. <laughs> 726 rolls around, and the tracker just goes off. You're like, hey, 
What happened? There's one minute left. They keep NASA keeps saying this: the size of the actual rock itself is the size of a delivery truck. Yeah, I kept seeing delivery truck, semi truck. I know some type of truck, some kind of truck, <laughs> not the shape, just the size. Yes, that's right. All right, so all right, good luck. See how that all works out. In the meantime, here's a big story to follow today. I think it's going to happen. We're going to see it. A California judge surprised everybody late yesterday afternoon, our time, and ordered the release of footage of the attack on former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul. They had shut this down, never to be seen before, but they petitioned for it, and uh, the judge decided there's no reason to keep the video and audio of... You know, body cam footage from the cops secret any longer. I think it's just body cam footage. I wonder if there's security footage from the house. Yeah, that's true. I wonder. I mean, they said that there's gonna audio too. Audio, yes. So they said they were going to re- release from the body cam. Hmm. So I don't think we're going to see their own personal security video because I'm sure they have it. I mean, I'm sure they have security cameras. You know the story is back in October, a man allegedly broke into the couple's San Francisco home and beat Pelosi with a hammer. Here's the problem with that: there's conflicting stories back and forth. On the police report, Paul Pelosi told, tells the cops, it's okay, he's a friend. And, yeah. there, and there are others, witnesses, who have said, and there was an NBC News report saying that Paul Pelosi let him in. That's right. What's going on there? And that when the cops came to the door, he opened the door with no signs of struggle. It's very strange. And I got to tell you, I am completely shocked, like legitimately shocked that this thing is going to get released. I thought that we would never hear about this story again. Oh. I thought this video would never be see the light of day, that the Pelosi's were just going to pay off everybody to keep this thing buried. Remember, they shut it down once. Yeah. I think it was December. Because people had tried, I think it was reporters had petitioned to see it, and they said, nope. Totally shocked that this judge was able to, you know, actually do real justice and somehow not be bought off. I, I don't know how this is happening, but they are going to release it. i tell you was more shocked than that, I think, of the Pelosi's. I don't think they expected this to come out. Maybe I really don't. They might need to do another, uh, what do you call it, uh, exorcism. Yeah. <laughs> that was the reason why Nancy said <laughs> that crazy exorcism story that came from That's Nancy's right. daughter. That Nancy, right around Thanksgiving, goes, I think we should exorcise the house. <laughs> To, to to rid it of, of the guilt she felt for not being there when Paula was attacked. In the meantime, the follow-up to that story was the San Francisco Diocese says, we didn't we didn't perform an exorcism. Nope, nope. I don't know who she called. <laughs> so if there was an exorcism, it wasn't from the San Francisco diocese. Okay, nothing makes sense about them. No, it's just bizarre. And I said this yesterday too. If you have to lie about trying to cover something up, something strange that was going on one night, and your excuse to cover it up is, "Oh, it was just an exorcism." How bad was the truth? What was the what was the sound con- sights coming out of that place? Oh my gosh, what was actually happening? Uh, uh, no, it was uh, exorcism. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That makes sense. It's plausible. We do it every year. Or are they called this guy? This is our favorite story of the day because it's Boy. just awesome. Do we believe him? I don't. But still, <laughs> sounds like a crazy person. But I guess you never know. A Michigan priest, not a Catholic priest, by the way. No. Can you be? Can you just be an independent priest? I think he was a priest at some. I forget what the church was called. It might have been like a Baptist church. Well, he temporarily died. That's yeah. That's what he says. He got better. Yeah. But when he died, he took a trip to hell. So he says. <laughs> and he saw demons. Oh no! You know what they were doing? No. It's horrible. Enslaving oh, no. humans. Oh, not good. Torturing, fire, just like you'd imagine, like you know what hell would be like, right? Jeez. But they were also torturing the the new residents of hell with music. Oh gosh, you know what kind of music? No, what this music specifically? <laughs> Rihanna. 
the Super Bowl halftime performer? Yes. Talk about timing with this story. So does that... It's probably why he's talking about it. <laughs> so does that mean this is going to be the Super Bowl halftime show from hell? And technically speaking, I suppose it is. Wait till you hear this. His name is Gerald Johnson. It was 2016 when he died. He suffered a heart attack, but he got better. But when he saw it was all of that gruesome sights of torture, including not only Rihanna... But Bobby McFerrin. No. Don't worry, be happy. I love that song. And he says the choir singing the song would intentionally mess him up to drive you insane. Choir of demons singing the wrong song. That would be annoying. I could see how that would be kind of torture. would drive you crazy. Yeah. Now, why do we know about this experience? Of course. Telling us about it on TikTok. Where else would a priest go to talk about his experience going to hell? Of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um... The, the Rihanna thing has not gotten a reaction from the Rihanna people. I am wondering, though, because this this story is going viral, as they say. Right. It, it's it's gaining more attention. I mean, for goodness sakes, we put it on our morning show blog, <laughs> so you know it must be good. That's how mainstream it is. Yes. You know that Rihanna goes on 850WFTL.com every day. <laughs> she was on the morning show blog. So imagine her surprise when she goes on there later today to see not only the asteroid tracker, but that someone says her song was being played in hell is torture. Now, that's a heck of a blog right there. Sure is. He says, by the way, it came from a demon choir. Oh, of course it did. It was doing the songs. And he says, deliberately Naturally. performing them incorrectly for maximum pain. <laughs> Here's his quote. Every word of the song was made to torture you for the fact that you didn't worship God through music while you were on earth. Oh, geez. This guy is special. I'm not sure what to make of this. Nothing. <laughs> It's going to let it lie there. That's going to be the introduction for the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks, though. And now the halftime from hell. I swear, I really do wonder, because we have a couple of weeks before it, if she decides to pick up on this and like have some fun with it. Oh, yeah. I, I would. Why not? Oh, yeah. That's, Why not? Boy. Own it. Yeah, sure. It's, it literally has millions and millions of views, this thing. It does, yeah. So that's all you need to become a social media star. So is this guy going to be like the newest TikTok star now? He's going to just tell weird stories as, as a priest? My God, I hope so. <laughs> How great would that be? We we need a part two. That'd be we have a new feature for this guy. Yeah, really. Oh my gosh! All right, the mysterious nine o'clock hour is coming up next. No uh, torturous music, but we do have some Super Bowl stuff. Yeah, Com- commercials leaking out already. I told you, they can't help themselves. And we get a Powerball update too, and headlines next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Giant jackpots, asteroids, tanks. Let's see what else is. Oh, real life Avengers. That's what's coming up this hour. I like it. Let's start with the jackpot. $572 million for Powerball. It's going to be Saturday. Another rollover. You called it correctly, Diener. You were exactly right. I just had a feeling it was about time for them to get uh, more hype around the Powerball since the Mega Millions just had their turn. They Powerball wanted some love. That's for sure. Yeah, I guess so. Hey, uh, the Avengers thing. So this is we didn't get to this uh, earlier part of the show. Remember the whole Jeremy Renner story, the guy that played Hawkeye in the Avengers? Sure. Yeah, he's done some other stuff, too. He's a good actor. It turns out he's way more of a hero than anybody had heard about with that snowplow accident that almost killed him. Yeah, really. And by the way, apparently he has, they're saying possibly years of recovery ahead of him. Oh, That's man. how badly he was crushed. He was trying to save his nephew, as it turns out. Crushed by the massive snowplow grooming machine. Newly released incident from the Nevada Sheriff's Office. Nevada. Uh, sorry for our Nevada listeners, Nevada. <laughs> sorry. They get mad when we say Nevada. I know. Police say Jeremy had just helped free his nephew's car from the snow when the vehicle started sliding sideways. Wow. Towards them. Jumps out, 
He realized he was heading towards his nephew. Hadn't set the parking brake. That would have stopped it, but he didn't. Tried to jump back into it. It diverted or stop it. But he had to step onto one of the tracks, which pulled him under. Oh, man. Because they're like tank tracks, these things. Yeah. And uh, that's when he got run over. So he got pulled over and run over. That's how it happened. Wow. Wow. So now we know what really... Because we kept saying, well, how did this happen? And then we just kept hearing, well, it was rolling down. He didn't have the brake set. And he tried to run back, you know, to, to get it. But now this, you know, as they paint this picture, it makes sense. I wonder why they waited so long to come out with all the details. I don't know. Full report takes a while, I guess. Because they so. had to look into, like, um, mechanic forensics. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they did have this in the report, I guess. It's suggesting mechanical issues may have been a factor because the brake light indicator wasn't functioning. Ah, okay. So maybe he didn't know that the brake thing wasn't on. I don't know. Right. I just hope he's all right. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, I've always liked him. And, you know, like you said, Hawkeye, we, all the Avengers movies, he's done a lot of other great roles and everything. So it was just uh, it was just such a random thing when you heard it. It's like, geez, he was in the ICU and he almost died, almost lost his leg. But thankfully, you know, they got him back into enough shape to where obviously he's doing okay now. He's doing some uh, interviews and stuff. And he's got a lot of physical therapy ahead of him. Yeah, it's going to be... That's the uh, only thing. You feel bad for a guy like that. It's too bad. One of the good ones. And now yeah. we know he was just trying to help his nephew. Yeah, so that's just, just coming out now. And you can tell, too, it's truth because he didn't come out and say that like right away or his publicist didn't, you know? Right, right. This only came out in the in the police report. Man. Yeah, exactly. Well, now we know. We've been talking about this a lot today. Something to keep an eye on. I think it's going to be fascinating. I do. First of all, just the fact that it's getting released is fascinating. Out of nowhere, a California judge rules that that... Attack footage, which is what it's being called, of Paul Pelosi last October in California, where the guy hit him in the head with a hammer, and he did suffer, you know, head trauma and fractures. Well, the security footage with audio and video is coming out today. It's going to be released. Man, I wish, because, you know, this is all coming out from uh, San Francisco, obviously, and, you know, the courts over there. So we're not going to hear about this probably until mid-afternoon sometime, our time, of course. Because it's only 6 a.m. over there. But it would have been nice if it had come out like last night. You know, and then we could have come on here this morning and talk about this body cam video instead. It's going to come out in the middle of the day, of course, once yeah. the show is over. Don't they know? <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I'm just so pleasantly surprised that something like this is happening. Yes. I mean, didn't, don't you take it as a foregone conclusion that when it involves Democrats, especially Pelosi, my mm-hmm. God, this thing would be buried. Anything that makes him look bad would be buried. I think it was a shocker. That the judge is allowing this. Totally shocked. I was fully convinced we were never, never going to see or hear anything from this body cam video from the police. They they said what the story was and they left it at that. And we were told to believe that this guy broke into a house and started attacking Paul Pelosi's screaming, where's Nancy? That's what we were told to believe. And I don't think that's what happened. I don't either. <laughs> Why else would you have wacky stories coming out of it like Nancy ordering an exorcism? Right. Around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay, go to the store. Make sure you buy some uh, a turkey. Pota- oh, and stop by the stop by the archdiocese and ask him for an exorcism. <laughs> and then the San Francisco diocese says, no, we didn't. No. Never happened. We didn't. None, none of our people did it. It's, it's always, always a weird story when it came to this, when it came to them talking about, you know, the glass was... Broken on the outside of the house, not the on last, the inside. The last story, that's right. You know, Paul Pelosi's saying that he let him in the house and he's a friend of his. And then the cops come and he's not panicked at all. 
walks back over to the attacker. There was just a lot of things that didn't add up that they decided to, you know, let us forget about. Mm-hmm. But we ain't forgetting here. No, no. We remember. <laughs> and maybe we will get some clarity when this video and audio comes out, supposedly later today. Might be a giant distraction story, by the way. We Could might be... be- let down a trail in the woods and we're just idiots because the real story may be uh, Nancy Pelosi and more of her stock options. How about yeah. this? So Josh Hawley, the senator from Missouri, has introduced a stock trade ban we've heard about. Well, now we know the name is called the Pelosi Act. He did, that, he did that to make a statement like this. Well done. He's tweeted this out last night. He says, people have asked me why I named it the Pelosi Act and now you know. What is he referring to? The Department of Justice has officially opened up a lawsuit against Google to break up its ad technology monopoly. That would hurt the Google stock, right? It should, yeah. Well, it was a week ago that Nancy Pelosi sold $3 million worth of Google stock. Oh, what a coincidence. Boy, she must be like, you know, just an incredible trader. She's got she's got the instincts, Bill. Isn't that something? Yeah. The Pelosi Act. Gut, gut feeling to just go ahead and uh, trade those stocks. Would you put it past him like there's a memo... A secret internalized memo that comes out for the Department of Justice about investigations. Okay, if anybody on our friends list has oh yeah, Google stock, this company, that here are the investigations coming down the pike. You might want to sell. It's probably exactly what happens. I think it is. She's made a career <laughs> off of insider trading and gotten away with it for decades. That's why it's called the Pelosi. Act. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, she supports. Oh, she does. Well, that's because nice. she's leaving. So she supports it now so, she can, so that she can always look back and say, I is such I, I, it's named after me. I support, <laughs> I support Congress people not trading stock. Well, people like Dan Crenshaw aren't going to be happy about this. He makes a lot of money off of insider trading, too. It happens on both sides of, of the aisle. I think he was one of the most profitable, wasn't he? Yes. That list that comes mm-hmm. out every year? Wow. That's right. Okay. All right. Here's an update, too, on another crazy story. Do you remember, I think it was about two weeks ago, it was a Virginia teacher that got shot in the classroom by a six-year-old that brought a gun to school. Teacher's going to recover. Six-year-old boy snuck a gun into an elementary school and shot the teacher. Well, there's an update now. The Newport News, Virginia, that's the name of the town, Mm -hmm. the uh, school board there is replacing the superintendent after this. Probably a good idea. Because a lot of uh, information has come out. The family of Abigail Zwerner, who was the teacher, is blaming everybody that was in charge, and they're exactly right. Listen to this. Parents and teachers cited security lapses. It was revealed that Zwerner tried multiple times to get help for this combative child, but was ignored by the school. She had sent out messages to uh, her supervisors and her own family members saying, I know this kid has a gun. It's really bad. That's one of the quotes she had. That's really bad. And why wouldn't they do anything about it? On the day of the shooting, earlier this month, three other teachers warned administration that the boy was possibly armed, but they were dismissed from the office. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Because you have to protect the rights of the children. Yeah, don't worry about your teacher's security. There was a fourth teacher who actually went so far as to say, I'm going to search this kid's bag. I better ask for permission. They said, no, you can't do that. Wow. (laughs) Six years old. They were just like, no, it's okay. Let him bring the gun to school. He's fine. The According to the the lawsuits here, the administration reportedly told the employee that wanted to search the bag, quote, wait till the school day's almost out. It's almost over. Oh, my gosh. Newport News Public Schools has had three instances of gun violence on district campuses in the last 17 months. (laughs) Wow, really? Oh, my God. 
And all of all of it, of all of these details that have come out, you know what I haven't seen? Anything about the parent of this armed child. Yeah, right. Who raised this thing? Why is he bringing, allowed to bring, day after day, <laughs> a gun to school? He's six. He should be bringing Pokemon cards or toys to school. Nope. Not a gun. And they all, he must have been talking about it if the teacher's... Knew about it and it suspected it, right? Right. Because other kids, you know who knows kids? Other kids. Exactly. They will tell you. And he's probably showing his friends that Reese says, hey, look what I have in my bag. I mean, I, look, if you didn't care about the teacher, which obviously they didn't, would you at least care about the other kids? You know what I mean? They weren't concerned at all that this kid would take out his gun not knowing any better, showing it off to his little friends at recess. Hello? What was wrong with these administrators? We're going to march down to the office. We have concerns about this kid. You leave him alone. Yeah, leave him alone. He has rights. Oh, my good gosh. <laughs> what an insane story. Wow. Wow. But meanwhile, the kick a kid out of school who wearing a MAGA hat. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> no. that's dangerous, Bill. You don't want that. That's, that's a, dangerous. That's a threat that, puts pe- that makes people uncomfortable. Right, right. You know. <laughs> but don't don't search a, a child's bag that you're in charge of at school. Okay, all right, makes makes perfect. When, you, when they've been telling you that he has a gun, getting closer and closer to the Super uh. Bowl, February twelfth. I need it. I need the Super Bowl right now. This week, I know we need something. This weekend, we find out who's going. But before that even happens, getting information. We talked about the commercials leaking out, some of the performers, all that stuff. And I was wondering about this. And there was a lot of questions about it. It was confirmed yesterday from Animal Planet. Yes, they will have Puppy Bowl again. Oh, good. There was some question about whether they're going to have one this year. Finally. Okay, now we know. And this is how, uh, this this sounds like a Casey Kasem story. (laughs) A rescue dog from Rhode Island named Joey. No. I thought you were going to say Snuggles. (laughs) No, not Snuggles. (laughs) Snuggles died. Oh, no, Snuggles. Joey's alive. (laughs) A rescue dog named Joey. Joey. Will appear on Animal Planet's Puppy Bowl next month. Joey has two legs. Aw, Joey. But other than that, he's fine. <laughs> he's going to be perfectly healthy and competing in the bowl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> little dog named Joey. <laughs> it is a Casey Kasem story, right? <laughs> is he going to be one of those little, like, wheel things? See if you've seen the dogs that have the two legs they sometimes? They didn't mention that. I think he's just kind of like, uh... They put, like, the wheels in the front or the back where they don't have the legs. It's like a little doggy wheelchair. I, I, I think he's just... He's just going to go along? I think he's just kind of like scrapping along. i got to see how they do this. Yeah. That's Joey. Little Joey. But the, the story out of that is we're going to have a puppy bowl again. Yes. See? All of the information's coming out. They're all leaking it way too early. Two and a half weeks away. The door is open, and now that they've leaked the first Super Bowl commercial, get ready for it. You're going to see all of them before the game even airs. Oh, probably. I yeah. wish they would keep some surprises. I really I know. Do. I like to keep it a surprise. I like to wait till the game. All right, no surprise here. President Trump's uh, reaction to the the escalation, our escalation in Ukraine with tanks. Boy, Boy he did not have it. He did not miss, mince words as you wouldn't think he would. Very much uh, direct <laughs> response to it. And uh, more on the asteroid that's going to brush right by the Earth tonight. Right by us. It's coming up next. The <laughs> self, huh? No, it's, just, it's just funny to think about. Here it comes. It's not funny at all. No, I think it's very funny. You alarmist. You're ready to give up. <laughs> That and more coming up Bring next. The self loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Also on 850WFTL.com and the app, The Morning Show blog. You can find it there. I think one of the most important features Diener's put up today is the asteroid tracker. I might actually go on this thing as we approach 727 tonight. I might do it. I was really excited to find it. I'm not going to lie. Because, it looks good. Yeah, it's a really cool graphic. They have it all set up. And then I was thinking, well, if I remember... 
that I can go on to the morning show blog tonight. Well, that's the key. That's going to be the problem is remembering in between the kids screaming at me to do various yeah. things. Doing other stuff oh, into yeah. your other life. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And then I'm going to realize, oh, man, it's 733. I missed it. This is why they're calling it a huge asteroid. The size doesn't seem huge. What What's remarkable to me is how close it is to Earth. It's going to brush by Earth tonight. A space rock the size of a delivery truck. <laughs> it's big enough, I guess. Here's Amazon. We'll make the closest, one of the closest approaches ever recorded. But NASA came out quickly and said, no problem, don't worry. It's, it's all good. probably not going to hit Earth. Oh, that's reassuring. 2,200 miles above the southern tip of South America. Now, we first heard this, we're like, wait, 2,200 miles? That's really close, isn't it? It's very close. How close, you may wonder? Just to put it in perspective, about 10 times closer than some communication satellites. I don't know whether they're talking about, aren't the star, Starlink's pretty low, isn't it? Because you can see them. Yeah, because you can see it right, right. Uh, NASA puts the asteroid's closest approach at 7.27 p.m. Eastern Time. The southern tip of South America? Yeah. That, that's You're not going to see it. This is why you need the asteroid tracker from YouTube. Yes. Which is linked up on the Morning Show blog. That's... Okay, first of all, before about last... Um, maybe last summer... Do you ever remember NASA coming out with day of warnings of, of, not warnings, but news stories about asteroid flybys? No. This never used to happen. I mean, it's really been like within the past year or two, you start to hear more and more about another close call right. with an asteroid coming toward Earth. It's going to be 10,000, 200,000 miles away. Right. This is the closest I've ever heard of. I mean, they even said it there, 2,200 miles. They rarely see anything like that. That's like, that's like nothing. 2,000 miles? Now, is it just because, remember we had the big experiment? And by the way, what did they call that a success? Remember they, they put a, a blaster on that asteroid to move it out of orbit? Yeah, that's right. That whole experiment they did, yeah. it, that did work, yes. They actually hit this moving asteroid in space. Amazing technology. You can hit something like that, a moving target in space, moving you know so fast. And they, they just work out all the math to get the trajectory of their own rocket to hit this thing. Just wild. But they did. That experiment worked, and it actually knocked it off its path. That's what they say. That's what they told us. <laughs> How would we know? There's three possibilities here. There's either an increased interest in asteroids because of that thing, and or the second thing is there's, there's, they have to release the information because everybody's got technology now to track them, like, like YouTube. Yeah. With the tracker we put on the blog. I'm sure there would have been some type of amateur, you know, uh, um, astronomist, or is that how you say it? Who, sure. <laughs> who would have found this thing just sitting at their home. You know, like a guy on Mike's weather page. Right. right? Just found it. Amateur meteorologist sits there. It's just a hobby. He, he tracks these things. Say people do the same thing with space. They go on there. They, you know, they look at stars. They look at pictures from NASA probes, and they track asteroids. So someone would have found out about it anyway. And it would have made NASA look like uh, they were keeping something from people. Exactly. The third option is we've got more and closer asteroids than we ever had before. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Uh, Which, doesn't that make you think? I am convinced there was something that flew by. Because you can't, this is going to be so fast you can't see it with the naked eye. Right. We've had way closer encounters like this and they didn't tell us. I'm convinced of that. It's very People possible. would have freaked out. You've seen what they do when we have a, a hurricane seven days out. Yeah. Can you imagine telling people that, that there was an asteroid hit? I mean, it would look like the, 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 all the uh, disaster movies. Deep Impact, Armageddon, you know, people losing their minds. 2012, all these disaster movies where people just go crazy. It would absolutely work out that way. 
if they ever no, there's no way they. I don't. I think a lot of this they would keep secret. I really do. See, and that's what I was going to say. Because I mean, all all kidding aside, if this thing was actually supposed to hit Earth tonight, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty two. They're saying it's supposed to be twenty two hundred miles away as it passes by, which again is nothing in space terms. But if it was actually supposed to hit, would they even tell anybody? No. I don't think they would. No, I'm convinced they wouldn't. It would be mass hysteria. I mean, this isn't like a planet killer by any means. No, it's, it's, it's big a delivery truck. Yeah, it's big enough, but it's not, you know, the ones they talk about. It's the size of the Empire State Building. It, it would cover New York City. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of those. Now, those are, you know, planet killers, but this, you know, it would cause damage. <laughs> don't get me wrong. I don't know nice how. crater. I, this is what I think. I think they're struggling with how to make this information based for people. They're either trying to soften the blow for something that may be coming down the road. They don't completely know how to shoot down the asteroids out of space yet. And they're trying to figure out the best way. Because they're saying now, now there's no chance it'll it'll actually affect Earth. Maybe the next one is like, well, this one's 10,000 miles above, but eh, it's about a 30% chance. Oh, no. Well, there's less than 1% chance. Maybe they're like maybe they're like gradually like getting us used to the idea that these things are way more prevalent than we thought. It's possible. If you hear more and more of these stories, and then, and then, st- then you know what's next? They start naming them. Oh yes, not not two point five eight dash E. Yeah, it'd be those... like asteroid Bob. Yeah, right, right, right. Like the like the hurricane names. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would love it. Asteroid, you know, Leslie. Asteroid. <laughs> well, that sounds like a friendly one. Yeah, that's all right. They and just they go down have, the list. You won't go to the Weather Channel. You go to the Asteroid Channel. Yes. They have their version of Jim Cantori out there. <laughs> Jim Cantori's out in space. Predicting doom and gloom. It could happen. You never know. It's going to be part of the forecast. And uh, Lows of 55 tonight and 30% chance of asteroids. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it's going to be. All right. You know about the uh, Powerball jackpot. Can't talk anymore. 572 million bucks for Saturday night. We have another update about money. And this is going to change. We can track this throughout the weeks. We don't even know who's going to the Super Bowl yet. We have no idea. But so far, the going market for resale Super Bowl tickets is an average of $2,037. That's a lot for not knowing what the matchup is. Yeah, I bet you it'll go way up if it's the Eagles. Yeah. They will sell houses to go to this thing. Pretty big fan base. And then the Bengals are, too. Sure. I mean, the 49ers. Now there's a good like, fan we've been bases. there. Yeah. I mean, they're used to, they have, like, what, four or five Super Bowls? So yeah. They're all right. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs, Chiefs fans don't know how to get to an airport, so I, I don't know how. <laughs> Just kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding, Kansas City. We're kidding. It's okay. All right. <clears throat> but something else is expensive. What the heck is going on with the price of eggs? Can somebody tell us, please? I know who can tell us. A Consumer Reports expert, John Matarese, coming in next to tell us. <laughs> All right. Hopefully get an answer on that and more. Coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Well, we've promised you. It's certainly been a topic of conversation as we've been going along here, especially probably the last, what, week and a half. What is going on with the price of eggs? We have a, I have a big anniversary coming up with Lauren. I was going to get like some diamonds. I don't think so. It's going to be two packs of 12 eggs, cage-free. Not yeah. only that, though, that's not the only price of food that's going way up. A lot of them are. To tell us about that, our Consumer Reports expert and Don't Waste Your Money reporter from WPTV, John Matteris. John, what's the deal? What's happening here? Yeah. It's crazy. You know, Bill, a couple of years ago, well, during the pandemic, it was the price of chicken, the price of beef, and we sort of understood that. There were farm problems, there were shipping problems, and uh, things were getting expensive. But lately, this is just the past few months, the price of eggs, as they say it's up 60%. 
I don't know about you, but my store, they've tripled. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's $4 for a dozen eggs, and I used to pay 99 cents. Yeah, so, easy. Uh, you know, four, yeah, four bucks uh, for for a, a dozen eggs. And, you know, like college students, they they buy eggs just to make scrambled eggs a couple of nights a week yep. for uh, a couple of nights a week for dinner to save money. And now that's getting pricey. I mean, it's so bad that it's uh, getting expensive to egg your neighbor's house. Think about <laughs> that's that. What, right. The one thing that'll stop that Halloween prank if the prices stay up. That's right. Right. Is a, is a price of uh, eggs at $4. But they're blaming the bird flu and uh, saying that you know 50 million hens had to be euthanized in the past year. So there's a lot fewer hens laying eggs. That's the main reason right now. They're hoping that by uh, after Easter... The price finally comes down because after Easter, the demand goes down, and also it's going to be warm weather, and flu goes away in the hot weather. So they're hoping. They're hoping that the price of eggs comes down this spring, but it's crazy. You know, the other thing is, and you mentioned this back at the beginning, that uh, it's not just eggs, because eggs, the government says, uh, this is the CPI report, they're saying that's up 60%, but a bunch of other things are up, too, at the grocery store yeah. the past year. You might have noticed butter. Yep. That's up 35%. Butter is expensive. Flour, up 25%. You put together flour and butter, and that's like everything at a bakery. Mm-hmm. And that's why now you go into a bakery, and you're like, ah, how come the uh, you know the cakes and pies are 20 bucks each? Well, that's why. It's the price of eggs, flour, butter, and then uh, lettuce, head of lettuce. That I used <laughs> to buy for 99 cents. And those are like three bucks now so it's amazing some of these things in the grocery store it's not just the beef and the chicken anymore that have really gone up in price and make that the weekly weekly trip to Publix or Walmart or yeah. Target make it a lot more expensive no doubt about that because it's hitting everybody and you're right too they are the staples of uh, you know most people's diets in this country but maybe we can save what? here maybe we can save you some gas because another story I found that you were writing about and you presented was Starbucks may deliver to your door in certain markets. I can just imagine what this would cost, though. Is it an extra fee, I imagine? <laughs> of course. Well, they're partnering up with DoorDash. That's the thing. So it won't be a little Starbucks van pulling up. That would be cute. Don't you think of like a little minivan? Yeah, Starbucks yeah. <laughs> and the, you know, the mermaid uh, pictures on the outside. No, they're partnering up with DoorDash, and uh, you're going to be able to get your Starbucks delivered, also the sandwiches delivered. So rather than having to go out to Starbucks, they'll bring it to you. The only thing is, I would say, don't do it if you don't have a microwave oven. Do oh. not order Starbucks takeout delivery <laughs> unless you have a microwave. Right. Because you know what it's like when food arrives. You know, God bless the DoorDash drivers. They're doing their best. They're working their hardest. But a lot of times you get that burger and it's not exactly hot out of the oven. And uh, with a cup of Starbucks, I think you're going to need a microwave to give it that 45-second warm-up. Most likely. I just think you will. Most likely. You know, yeah, you yeah. have a backup plan ready to go unless, you know. I think some people, though, I swear to God, they just love the trip, the experience to go to wait in line at a Starbucks and to pay that much. I think a lot of people love yeah. going there. <laughs> a lot of people do. It, it's just a, it's like a warm feeling to go in there. Uh, but it's going to get pricey because, you know, you do have your DoorDash fees, obviously, with delivery. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, a cup of Starbucks is 3 4 $5. So, you know, it's not going to be the, the cheapest cup of coffee, but if you really want a Starbucks fix and want it to come to your house, 
they're going to start doing it, at least in select markets and then expanding other places. All right. Well, those two stories and a lot more. John Matarese, uh, Don't Waste Your Money Consumer Reports on uh, WPTV, our news partner, but also all over social media. Where do we hook up with you there? Yeah, that would be John Matarese Muddy on Facebook and on Twitter and John Matarese on Instagram for a daily consumer alert. All right. Well, I'm going to go take out a second mortgage so I can buy some eggs at Publix, okay? But we'll talk to you in a week. <laughs> All right. Great talking to you, Bill. Take care. What was Trump's reaction to escalating armament to Ukraine? Uh, it's about what you expected. We got that and an amazing story about the Super Bowl coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. News Talk 850 WFTL. It is the South Florida Morning Show. Thanks for being with us, as always. Getting so close to Friday tomorrow. We're going to talk some football, too, by the way, because we're going to... Try to make some predictions. <laughs> Try. These <laughs> don't always go too well about who's going to the big game, the Super Bowl. The Final Four is happening. Both championship games are happening on Sunday. I don't know, man. I've been going back and forth on this. Me too. It's, I don't know. It's a tough one. I know we'll dig into it a lot tomorrow, yeah. but it's a, it's a tough one to pick. Because tomorrow they can have some finalized odds from Vegas to see what Vegas thinks. And right. they're usually right about these things, but who knows? And actually, that's one of the things they've been trying to figure out was, you know, what what are the odds going to be for the mm-hmm. Bengals and Chiefs? Because everyone was kind of wondering, if you've been paying attention, uh, Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain, yep. you know, from that uh, Sunday's win over the Jaguars. Did you see that video of practice yesterday? It looked all right. It looked pretty spry to me. Yeah. So when everybody saw him moving around all right yesterday, that line shifted again yes, and the odds changed. Yes, it did. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. By the way, just so you know, the 3 o'clock game, because I keep getting confused on this. Yeah. There's a 3 o'clock game and 6.30 game for the both championship games. It's the 49ers and the Eagles mm-hmm. at 3 o'clock to decide who will be the NFC representative for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday night, 6.30, right after that Eagles game, it's the Bengals at the Chiefs. By the way, I have a Bengals update for you. This, to me, is amazing. And maybe it's amazing only to me, but this is the kind of stuff that actually makes differences. We know the Bengals are playing the disrespect card. Sure. Right, rightfully so, heading into this past divisional weekend game, because there was a plan, and the NFL had already sold tickets for a neutral side game because the Bills were going to beat the Bengals, and they were going to play the Chiefs. Blah, blah, okay. They were right <laughs> to do that, to play the disrespect card. Sure. Every player, even the coach... Had Zach Taylor come out and they said they were making jokes about it, of course they were aware of it. Yeah. Of course they used that. I don't think they can play the disrespect card anymore. There's a video that's coming out now, a sideline video, of the Bengals' defensive backfield, and they're just yelling at the camera, they're celebrating, it's going to win. There's like 30 seconds left in the game. Get this. You know what they're calling Arrowhead Stadium where they're going to play the Chiefs? This is what the the, the, the Bengals players are saying? This is what the Bengals players call Arrowhead Stadium. Okay. Burrowhead. Burrowhead! Because Joe Burrow is undefeated there. Because <laughs> he owns them. How about that? Whoa, trash talk going on. It's like a. they've always called it that. That's funny. Okay, now, I don't know if you can play the disrespect card anymore if you're calling the opposing team's stadium after, if you're naming it after your quarterback. <laughs> I got to tell you, I think maybe the Chiefs can play the disrespect card. That's what I'm thinking. It kind of shifted because, right, you got that. You have the media talking about how Joe Burrow is undefeated against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. And it's been a constant storyline yeah. ever since the end of the game last week. And I think the Chiefs, may, they might feel like, what, did you forget about us? Like, we have won a Super Bowl. We've been to, what, two Super Bowls with this team. They're trying to go back to their third. That's what I'm thinking. And they're at home. That's one of those things. That it may sound like a silly thing to you and me and everybody listening. I'm telling you, the players, the the, def, the, the Chiefs' defense, 
You know they've seen that. Oh, 100%. They know what's going on. Of course they're sharing it around to each other. Yes. Of course it's bulletin board material. This may change my pick. I know. I've been saying Cincinnati all week. Now, I kind of feel like the momentum is shifting here during the week. The team that apparently says they're disrespected. You can't come up with a nickname like Burrowhead (laughs) and claim that anymore. I do, man, I, part of me still thinks that Cincinnati and Joe Burrow are on, are on a mission after losing in the Super Bowl last year. Yes. They want to get back and win it. But I'll add one more fuel to the fire to this disrespect card for Kansas City. Okay. They are a one-point underdog in this game. Now, I know it's basically a pick but still, you can say you're an underdog Kansas at home. Kansas City is an underdog? Yeah. You're kidding me. Uh, oh, they're going to win now. That's where they have it. They're going to win. There it is. <laughs> that ma- that actually matters because there's so many so many players who are involved with like mm-hmm. FanDuel and and gambling sponsorships now. They're very well aware of that. Yeah, they, they know. They absolutely pay attention to the line. Wow, I, I know. I know. They're the an Dolphins, underdog at home. Uh, at home, I'm surprised by that too. Even with the uncertainty around Mahomes, I mean, we kind of know now he's gonna play. They said he's gonna play. But maybe Vegas doesn't trust it. Maybe Vegas thinks, well, yeah, he's gonna play, but how effective will he be? I guess that's how they're looking at it. It's pretty wild, though. That's sh- I'm shocked by that. Yeah, and one of the biggest home field advantages in in sports. It is okay. <laughs> it's going to be a fun Sunday, man. I'll tell you, well, both these games are going to be really good. Back in Bengal Land, <laughs> back in the jungle, a suburb of uh, Cincinnati. It's actually uh, Dayton, Kentucky, which is right near there because it's right on the line. And I, th- I said this a couple of times before. I think I'm right on this. I think the Cincinnati airport, I've been there. I think it's actually technically in Kentucky. I think. I know, and I never realized until I drove through it how close Cincinnati actually is to Kentucky. So close. It's, it's like right, right there. It is. There's the river. That's it. I was like, whoa. Okay. Well, a northern Kentucky town, just like they did last year, putting its support for the Bengals on full display for the second straight year, Dayton, Kentucky is temporarily changing its name to, you know what, Who Dayton. Woo! Who they? Who they think gonna beat them Bengals? Small town is where we play. Yeah. Let's go. That's, uh, I think that's worse than the old-timey one we had last week. Yeah. What's uh, better, that or this? I love that <laughs> little trombone action oh there. Oh my god! <laughs> we also—I don't know why we—I know it sounds like we're talking about the Bengals so much. I just think they're fascinating. Dina and I discovered, without ever realizing before, about a half hour ago, they've lost three Super Bowls. I never realized it. I knew they had lost two. I forgot about the mysterious 1981 season. I. Never even entered my mind. Which, by the way, was another loss to San Francisco. They lost to him from the 81 season. Right. The 88 season. That's right. If potentially this would happen, they potentially could play, and, and you never know, maybe lose to the 49ers again this year. I, th- I think that's that would be the only team that's lost to one team three times. Three times. I think so, right? Because the, the I mean, Pats he, lost to the Giants twice. The Bills lost to the Giants twice, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I think it was it was twice, right? Because with the Bills, they went to four straight Super Bowls, but it was the Cowboys. the Cowboys in there. I think it was Cowboys and Giants who they lost to in those Super Bowls. Wow, <laughs> that would just, be rough. Fascinating team. They are. just are. What a wow! <clears throat> and by the way, that game, I, I love the story from that game in 1988. Well, 89. It was 88 season. It was in Miami. And yes. it's like this legendary story where it, I mean, the Bengals were winning that game. Yeah, they were. It was, that, I remember that being a great game. It was. And Joe Montana, you know, eventually got the name Joe Cool, which is what they call Joe Burrow now. But he kind of got the nickname because he was always so cool under pressure. They're down. There's only a few minutes left in the game. 
and they have to drive down the field mm-hmm. to win the game, to score a touchdown, and all the guys are super nervous. What does Joe Montana do? He says, instead of a play, you know, some rah-rah speech, he goes, hey, look, John Candy. John Candy was in the crowd. <laughs> and there's John Candy sitting there in the crowd. And you look at the NFL films thing of it, too, and they fo- they focus in on him. There right. he was. He was right. He's there. And so that, that kind of like calmed everybody down, and they end up driving down the field to win the game. It changed the idea of sports psychologist's idea of focus. Yeah, so really. too focused on the play. <laughs> John Candy's sitting there. Absolutely. Hey, by the way, here's the update. Uh, this will change day by day. We'll keep an eye on it. Super Bowl 57 resale tickets. They're all resale at this point. Right now in the market, before we know who's going, $2,037. Woof. Jeez. We don't even know who's there. What would make it the most expensive ticket? I'm putting Eagles. Eagles would make it the most expensive on the NFC side. No disrespect to the 49ers, but it's just that they have a really, really strong fan base. Eagles, Bengals would make it incredibly expensive to get out to Arizona. I think, yeah, honestly. Bengals fans are just dying to get there, and Eagles fans will sell homes and mothers to get there. But, I mean, even with, honestly, either fan base, whether it's the Chiefs or the Bengals, they're both really passionate. And even though the Chiefs have been used to winning lately, that's a team that has not won very often. So they, they, you know. That's true, too. They haven't had a lot of success in their history. They've had some, but this is the most, I think, successful they've ever been. Maybe since Joe Montana was the quarterback for Kansas City at the end of his career. Wow. Well, it's going to be fun. Another thing people forget about. He never looked right in a Kansas City uniform, ever. (laughs) Do you remember that, though? Never. He was still pretty good. Oh, absolutely. All right. Um, just really, really quickly, the big story of the day and news-wise has been uh, the U.S. sending a bunch of tanks to uh, to Ukraine. Uh, Biden said this yesterday. The United States has worked in lockstep with our allies and partners around the world to make sure you, the Ukrainian people are in the strongest possible position to defend their nation. This came out late during our show. President Trump put on Truth Social. Get this for not mincing words. First come the tanks, then come the nukes. Get Whoa. this crazy war ended now. So easy to do. Man. So you know exactly, without parsing any words, exactly how Trump feels about this. And we know how that would go on the uh, debate stage for sure. It's going to be a major issue either way. Boy, I, th- I thought, here I was, I thought we were just going to talk about the Super Bowl the rest of the show. I know. Maybe we should. Let's jump back into the <laughs> Super Bowl. Back in. <laughs> we're back in. Oh, no. Uh, the Super Bowl commercials are out already. Oh. I told you this is going to happen. The floodgates are open. And you now did. the first one is featuring, who is it again? Pay week, pay day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pay day or so, weekly pay. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it's Ozzy and Joan Jett. You only hear Ozzy here. Who's the new guy? I don't know, but he's supposed to be some kind of rock star. Which one are you once a piercing? What are they going to get out of having a Super Bowl ad? I'm not sure. It's, it's called Workday is the company. They're like a software, like a corporate software company. I mean, you're going to go on to, to buy software from from that company? I don't think it's going to do you too much. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Although, back in the day, remember people were saying, who's GoDaddy? Yeah, well. Oh, that was the commercial with all the hot chicks, remember? That's, that's right. Look what it did for them. It worked. That's true. All right. Tomorrow is the Friday broadcast. Stick around for that. Don't forget, follow the Asteroid Tracker and the Morning Show blog on the app or 850WFTL.com. <laughs> you know, if you see it getting closer, duck. I just love that we can say the Asteroid Tracker on the Morning Show blog. Damn right. <laughs> and great. more, and we'll catch up tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. Talk to you then.